Hey, God bless you. It's Apostle Anthony Wilson. Happy Monday to you. I pray that you enjoyed your weekend. Uh, wherever you're listening from, whether it's Texas, California, whether you're right here in Colorado, East Coast, West Coast, we just want to give a shout out to you and say we love you guys. And right now we're listening to the sounds of uh, Kanye's new album and we're just checking it out. Uh, it seems to be some good music. I've been hearing all kinds of feedback from it. Um, give me a shout out. Tell me what you think of the album. I know Kanye's created a lot of controversy uh, in, in, in the news and on the media, social media. But, you know, what do you guys think? Uh, you, you think it's genuine? You think, think it's real? You think his conversion is, is, is everything that we believe it to be? 
uh, that God has really touched his life. Or, you know, uh, you might think that it's uh, a publicity stunt. But whatever you think, the music uh, seems to be really, really good and it's blessing people and people are into it. But this week, I just want to welcome you in. Uh, We're going to listen to a little bit more of it, and we have some more news on the way, some things that we want to share with you. Uh, But right now, listening to Kanye's album and just checking it out uh, seems very interesting. Uh, This week's subject, I'm excited about it. We're going to wrap up uh, this month uh, talking about forgiveness, uh, and we are going to talk about uh, how we create an atmosphere of healing and forgiveness. And we're going to talk about the complexity of forgiveness, and we're going to talk about how to keep from isolating yourself and keeping yourself, uh, pulling yourself away from people, pushing people away, covering up, uh, fighting your feelings, because sometimes our feelings are the reason why we can't forgive. And so continue to listen uh, to Kanye's music. Uh, hopefully it blesses you. Give me your feedback. I want to know where you're listening from. I want to know what you think of the album. Uh, I want your feedback. Message me, Facebook me, reach out to me. God bless you. And I will be back soon. Hey, God bless you. God bless you. It's Apostle Anthony. I'm back and I'm just checking in with you. I hope you enjoyed uh, Kanye's album. Uh, just a little taste of it. Just some of the things that are on it. Um, it's it, it's a blessing. It's very powerful. Um, I think people are liking it. Uh, give me your feedback. Let me know what you think about it. Uh, Kanye has, like I said, made a lot of headlines. Um, he's gotten a lot of interview time about his conversion, about um, being saved and, 
And and for 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 a lot of us, it's a very interesting thing because we believe that if he is genuinely saved, which uh, can any of us say who is and who isn't, but if if he is, um, God has given him an opportunity to reach some people that we could never reach. There are people out there in the entertainment world. There are people out there in Hollywood. Um, I don't know about you, but I really believe that the entertainment industry needs Jesus. They need an overhaul. They need, you know, to be called back to their roots. A lot of people in entertainment started out in the church. Uh, Their gifts and their talents were found uh, in their faith. And so now they're out and they're using their gifts and talents to um, promote whatever they want to promote. And this man, uh, Kanye West, is promoting Jesus. He says Jesus is king. Um, it's amazing. It's uh, it's awesome. It's exciting. For some people, it's confusing, and they don't know what to say about it. They don't know what to do about it. But I believe that God will be the judge in the end, won't he? Uh, he'll let us know. Uh, he'll, we'll know when we see him in heaven or not. Amen. So God bless you. I pray that you've had a great weekend. I'm just happy to be back on uh, in Colorado. It is snowy. Uh, To my folks down in Pueblo, shout out to Pueblo. We were down there this past week uh, ministering on the campus of CSU Pueblo. Uh, Shout out to crew. Shout out to uh, the FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, We'll be seeing you in a couple of weeks. We'll be back down on the campus. Uh, we pray that uh, God just continues to bless on the campus. Uh, there's so much ministry to be done. A shout out to Aurora, uh, where we are, uh, the city of Aurora, uh, and all over. God is God is blessing even in the midst of of, of, of troubles and, and and trials and tribulations. God is still good. God is still on the throne, and we just want to give him praise, glory, and honor. Uh, Just to keep with that particular thought process, uh, something else that was happening in the news um, over a month ago, um, Demarius uh, uh, Demarius Davis, uh, the Saints linebacker, who got so much attention because the NFL fined him $7,000 for the Man of God headband, um, has turned this into a movement. The NFL star turned the controversy into a charitable windfall. Uh, it's amazing because uh, people are picking this man of God <laughs> headband up all over the world, and he's raising money for a hospital that he was already partnering with. Um, he's not making any money for himself. He's taking this money and he's giving it away uh, to help other people. And it's an amazing, amazing story from a place where uh, he was being fined and targeted and and we didn't know if it was uh, racial, religious, or what it was, but it was NFL policy. But he turned that thing, that obstacle, into an opportunity, which is something that we should do with everything that happens in our life. It's an opportunity for God to show up. It's an opportunity for God to show out. And so whatever obstacle that you have in your life, uh, I want you to take that obstacle and turn it into an opportunity. Let God show you exactly how he is in the midst of everything that you're going through. God may not keep you out of the fire, but God will get in the fire with you. And so I want to hear just a little bit more uh, from Demario Davis and this whole man of God headband movement um, that has been moving across our nation. Uh, It's a beautiful thing. It's an awesome thing for uh, these NFL stars, these entertainers to take their platform and lift up the name of Jesus. Here because 
he placed me here. You know, he navigated the roads, all the things that I'm not here because, you know, I made all the right choices and I have this unique ability. Like he had a lot of covering and protection over me. I was in a lot of places, a lot of times where I shouldn't have survived. You know, uh, a lot of my friends didn't make it through what I made it through. And so a lot of that is just favor and protection from above. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he got me to a point to where I understood that because I didn't understand that for 20 years of my life, 19, 20 years mm-hmm. of my life. And then he got me to a point where I did understand it. And so I have so much gratitude and thank- thanks mm-hmm. for the time that he brought me through before I understood that, that now I just want to show my gratitude by living for him and making him known to other people who may be going through that same thing mm-hmm. and feel like, you know, it's the obstacle after obstacle, adversity after adversity, and they don't know where to look or know where to turn. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, look at me. I'll tell you where to turn. Mm-hmm. Turn up. Look up. Yeah. He's there. After all those big plays, you did it last season. You've really done it throughout your career. You put your arms up. Mm-hmm. Tell people about that. Why do, you, why do you do that, first of all? You put your arms up and you pull one leg out. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's really to be reflective of Jesus on the cross. It's, um, you know, the Bible tells us take up our cross daily. And uh, Christians, as believers, we're called to be imitators of Christ. Mm-hmm. And the greatest thing that Christ did was dying on the cross. Without him dying on the cross, going to hell on our behalf, and then being resurrected to heaven, we don't have a chance to make it back to God. That's the gospel. That's the good news. Like, no matter what we've done, no matter what bad acts we've committed, there's eternity waiting on us. There's heaven a possibility. All we have to do is accept Christ. Mm. And so what he did on that cross is what makes that possible. That's the most important thing about my belief system, about my identity is what Christ did for me. Like, I won't go to heaven based on anything that I've done. Like, my life is jacked up and will continue to be jacked up. But it's all about this perfect man, this perfect guy who came in human form and died for us and made a way for us and died on the cross for our sins. Mm. And so that's me taking up my cross every time I make a play is to hopefully turn somebody's eyes off of me and to the person who can save them. Man, Demario Davis. Huh? Wow, what a testimony. What a powerful, powerful impact um, that he's making on um, our nation that he's making on a major, major stage and a major, major platform. And so we're going to take a break. We're going to hear from our sponsor, and then we're going to get into today's subject, the complexity of forgiveness. And we're going to talk specifically about uh, dealing with isolation, uh, because so often isolation um, is a result of unforgiveness. It's a result of broken relationships. It's a result of not being able to face our own feelings and deal with our own emotions when it comes down to other people. Uh, and we're going to dive into this subject. And so tune in, uh, share this with a friend, let them know that uh, Love Thy Neighbor is on, and uh, make sure that uh, they can they can get this message of encouragement, of healing, of forgiveness, and of restoration. We'll be right back after a message from our sponsor. Hey, God bless you, Apostle Anthony Wilson. I'm back and ready to dive into this powerful, powerful subject of the complexity of forgiveness. Um, Something that the Lord has really been uh, placing on my heart is I want to create an atmosphere around me of healing, forgiveness and restoration. Um, The Lord has really placed a mantle on me um, to preach this message of forgiveness Um, And it is a message that is at the core of what it means to be a Christian. 
Um, it's at the core of what it means to be a follower of Christ. I, I just don't know how that we can um, really follow Jesus effectively if we are struggling to forgive uh, the people around us. And a lot of people, uh, their struggle with forgiveness starts internally. It's really not about the things that have been done to them. Now, now some people have had some things done to them that are horrible. Uh, family members taken, they've been abused or beaten, or sexually abused and things like to that nature. And in order for them to forgive, uh, it's going to take a process. Uh, some people, uh, their issues are more relational, um, just uh, different pet peeves and preferences and things that they don't like uh, about another person or issues that they have personally that create um, conditions that are hard to deal with each other. You know, people who are dealing with uh, things like divorce and trying to co-parent, a lot of times it's unforgiveness and bitterness that is driving a wedge in between them so that they cannot do uh, the things that they need to do. A lot of times church hurt um, is the, the, the product or the outcome of not being able to forgive, not being able to reconcile, not being able to overcome an offense. And a lot of these things lead to a place of isolation. And isolation um, is the, I believe, the natural instinct when you've been hurt, when you have been abused, when you have been um, rejected or neglected, um, when you have strong emotions that um, you don't know how to deal with, like anger or depression or anxiety or sadness or, or, or you, 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 you deal with uh, the internal battles um, of not knowing how to um, integrate into uh, communities, social environments. And it's because you're trying to deal with your feelings and your feelings are very hard to deal with at times if you're not given the proper tools. Um, and so today I want to dive into and I want to try to get as deep into this as I can, as this is the final week on forgiveness. We're going to shift gears for next month. Um, but I pray that these last couple of weeks you go back and you review um, the teachings you review the conversations that we've been having and, and you know it's, it's been a one-way conversation this month um, next month we're going to have a few more guests on uh, we've been trying to line up some guests but this month this has really been placed on my heart um, to dive into this uh, forgiveness thing and, and really build on it and so if you're listening if you're listening in I want you to listen in close listen in real close um, because some of the things that I'm about to say um, I believe will free you uh, they will give you the opportunity um, to uh, self-diagnose, but not just diagnose, um, but begin to heal. Because that's the goal, is that we want to heal. The Bible says that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then turn around and love our neighbor as ourselves. And some of these things I have really dealt with internally. And I really uh, conversated with the Lord about and prayed about and all this month just fasting and praying and seeking the Lord and I believe he has a word for you uh, on today and so um, I'm going to take a scripture and I'm going to read it 
and then we're going to talk uh, for about 15, maybe 20 minutes tops. And I'm going to dive into this thing and we're going to hit it hot and heavy. And so this is Proverbs 18, verse one. And I'm reading this out of the Amplified Classic Bible. It's not just the regular Amplified, it's the Amplified Classic. And it says, he who willfully separates and estranges himself from God and man seeks his own desires and pretexts to break out against all wise and sound judgment. Again, he who willfully separates and estranges himself from God and man seeks his own desires and pretexts to break out against all wise and sound judgment. Now, this particular verse, I believe, is the key to understanding what's going on when you have been offended, when you have been abused, when you have been uh, mistreated. Um, a lot of times we want to isolate. And so when I read this verse, I began to see uh, different reactions that I've had to certain things that have happened in my life and different reactions that I've seen other people have um, as I have sat down and counseled couples and done one-on-one -on -one discipleship. And remember, I'm not a counselor. I do discipleship. All of my insight comes from studying the word of God. Um, all of my insight comes from years of experience. Um, all of my insight comes from self-examination, as well as having opportunities to sit down with hundreds of people um, and learning and knowing people. And, and so the first thing that I see here, he who willfully, what would make somebody willfully separate themselves and estrange themselves, first of all, uh, from God? Well, sometimes it's because we're angry. We're angry at God. And when we're angry at God, there's one or two things that we're going to do. We're either going to rage against, we're going to fight or rage against God, or we're going to take flight. We're going to just pull away. You know, a lot of people become atheists when bad things happen to them. Um, a lot of people uh, pull away from the church when bad things happen to them. A lot of people don't, they stop praying about their marriage when their marriage is really going bad. Um, when they've dealt with tragedy, a lot of times they shut God out and they shut God out because they don't want to deal with what they feel. They don't want to deal with what they feel. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to take a little sip of this. Oh, thank you. Uh, um, they don't want to deal with what they're feeling. And so uh, there's three different ways that people react when they are really, really struggling with their emotions. And the first way is that they pull away. They just pull away. They pull away from God, pull away from church, pull away from prayer, pull away from anything that seems spiritual or anything that has to do with religion. They don't want to have anything to do with it. And when they do that, it's because, you know what, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to have a conversation around it. I don't want anybody to try to explain to me why this happened or make sense of it. Because right now, I just want to be alone. I just want to be away from people. And as a matter of fact, um, this word pretext means that they will come up with a, a reason to justify uh, what they're doing, even if it's not the real reason why they're doing it. 
Uh, sometimes we, we, we're, we're angry, but we just say, you know what, I just need time. I just need a break. I'm just not feeling it right now. But that's not really what it is. Sometimes we're really depressed and we don't want to tell people that that's what it is. But we'll tell some other reason. We'll give some other answer so that we don't have to listen to any type of counsel or, 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 or wisdom because I don't want it right now. I'm hurting. Um, and, and, and a lot of times people pull away from God and they pull away from people, you know, because people are usually the reason why they're hurt and they're either feeling rejected by people. They're either made to feel vulnerable by people and they feel shameful and guilty or they're angered by what people do. And so they'll pull away. And then there's some folks that push people away. They push people away. They'll do things to make people not want to be around them. They'll say things that cause people to get angry so that they have a scenario that allows for them to say, yes, that's why I don't want to be around you. And really, they triggered the anger because they felt rejection. They felt unsupported. They felt um, unvalidated. They felt vulnerable. They were angry. And so they triggered another person's anger or they insulted another person. And that person then uh, gets pushed away because of the way that I feel, because of the way that I've acted. I was a big one for that. I didn't want you to apologize to me. Don't apologize for me because I don't want to have to forgive you. I actually want you to own it. Say, you know what? Yeah, I did it to you and I meant it. When people say, well, I didn't mean to do it to you. I say, no, no, yes, you did mean to do it to me. You did mean to act like that. Don't try to take it back now. I was bad. Oh yeah, I was, I was real bad. Because I didn't want them, I didn't want to have a reason to forgive them and reconcile. Uh, and then I learned that that was me pushing people away. Um, I wasn't necessarily the person who would pull away. Uh, I was more the person who would push people away. Or the third thing, I would cover up. And people who cover up, they can be around you, but yet at the same time, they just never get past the surface because of the things that have happened in their past, um, whether they've been through bad breakups, abuse, um, uh, abandonment, uh, like I said, rejection, all kinds of things have happened to them. Uh, maybe they are, are a social misfit and they just don't fit in with people and they struggle. And so they'll cover up and they'll smile and they'll do all the right things. But in the midst of it, they're really isolating themselves in plain sight. You know, they say you can hide in plain sight. Well, this person is hiding in plain sight. They are isolated from you. They are not connecting to you. They are totally covered up. And people who cover up, let me tell you this, people who cover up eventually blow up. People who cover up eventually blow up because you can only cover up for so long. I call them landmines. And somebody's going to walk up and do something that somebody else did or say something that somebody else said, and they are going to catch 10 years worth of anger, 20 years worth of anger. They are going to catch the full <laughs> uh, throttle of their wrath because you walked into this situation. And this is a person that is afraid of their feelings. They, they, they don't want to deal with their feelings, and so they find a way to either pull away from people, push people away, or cover up. And they do this because of either feeling rejected and rejection is not just somebody not liking you. 
rejection sometimes is they feel unsupported. They feel like people aren't um, stepping, going out of their way to support them, or they feel uh, unvalidated. They don't feel like people are acknowledging them and acknowledging who they are. And so for that is a form of rejection. And that person will willfully separate themselves and estrange themselves from God and man to seek their own desires. They'll go find an environment or create an environment where I'm accepted. They'll they'll create an environment where I don't have to feel vulnerable because people who feel vulnerable, they cover up or they cut ties. They're either going to cover up or cut ties because I'm not going to feel uncomfortable. You ever been around people that you just feel uncomfortable and you don't actually know why you feel uncomfortable? And it's really not about them. It's about what you feel about yourself. And maybe it's about what they represent to you and you struggle with dealing with them. And you say, you know what? I, I, I can't deal with it. I got to get away. And then, of course, the people that are anger, angry. Anger is always a really, really difficult thing as a Christian. We are taught as Christians, be nice. Don't get upset. Don't speak your mind. Ooh, don't say that. Don't raise your voice. Don't, don't, don't show so much passion. And, but sometimes the Bible is very clear that sometimes we need to speak up. And the Bible says that we can be angry and sin not. Ephesians chapter 4 and, and verse 26, be angry and sin not. And don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You've got to get to the point where you know how to deal with your anger. But if you're afraid of it, then you're either going to blow up on people or you're going to run away from them because you don't want to address how you feel. And this creates an atmosphere where it's hard to forgive yourself and it's hard to forgive other people. It is really hard to forgive other people because you are dealing with such intense feelings, intense emotions that it is complex. It is just complicated, man. It is tough. It is really tough when you're going through so many things. And so that's the individual that kind of fears their feelings. And so they're pulling away, they're pushing away, or they're covering up. And it's because of rejection, vulnerability, or anger. And they either run (laughs) from the rejection or they rage against the rejection. Either run from that rejection or they rage against that rejection. They get angry because you rejected them, man. uh, It just depends on the situation there. Sometimes, man, you are upset because you feel unsupported, unvalidated. You feel like people are rejecting you. They're not seeing your value, not seeing your worth. Um, Maybe they're more impressed with somebody else, or maybe, you know, it's in a relationship situation where they cheat on you and they leave you. Or, you know, I mean, there's so many scenarios that can make us feel rejection and how we deal with the rejection um, is important, but we're going to get to how to deal with it in a minute. And so you fear your feelings, but there are some people who frame their feelings. Okay. Are y'all ready for this? People who frame their feelings are individuals who wear their anger, their hurt, their bitterness, they they wear these things as a badge of honor. They make it the reason why they don't trust people. And they're open about it. They make it the reason why I don't go to church. And they're open about it. They make it the reason why I don't want to get into a relationship. Uh, they, and they frame it in such a way that you always see it. It's always there. And this is how they keep isolated from other people. 
because they show you this is why I can't connect to you. This is why I can't be around people. This is why I don't trust folks. This is why I'm not part of community. This is why I keep to myself because of these things that have happened to me, whether I've been rejected, whether I've you know had to deal with being made vulnerable, no matter what has happened to them, they use those things as a reason to keep people at arm's length. And, and, and it's and it's tough to have a relationship with them. And if you are that person, you know it's tough to have a relationship with other people because as soon as they get too close, uh, let me show you what has happened to me in my past. Let me show you why I can't deal with you. Let me show you why I can't go into this new venture in my life. And they're held back from becoming and growing and, and, and aspiring and wanting more because they're in this place where I'm just going to frame it, put it on the wall and let everybody see this is why I can't. And once they get to that point, it grows into a deeper thing. And this is the right that I have to not have to. And so not only is it a reason, but it becomes the right. I have a right to not trust people because of what people have done to me in my past. I have a right to mistreat people because of what people have done to me in my past. I have a right to not want to deal with people or connect with people because of what people have done to me in my past. And when you have this mentality, it causes you to stay in isolation. You can be around people, but you'll never really connect. You can um, uh, even have so-called friends or associates, but you're really not connected with them because if they get too close, you show them what's happened to you in the past and why I can't connect with you now, why I'll never do that again, why I'll, I can just never step up in that way again. There are people who uh, were hurt and their gifts and their talents are all put on the back burner because you know what? I'll never allow myself to be free, to be in relationship with people like that again. And here's why. And this is my right because of what has happened in my past. And because of that, now they're restricted. And so it's their reason, it's their right, but now they restrict themselves that they can't do. I won't do, I can't do because I've been hurt. And these people will diagnose, but never deal with what is really going on with them. In Psalms 51, uh, verse six, it says that the Lord de desires truth in the inward part. And in the hidden part, he'll make you to know wisdom. Man, you've got to open up. You, you've got to let somebody in. You've got to talk to somebody. You've got to get this stuff out. And, and, and when you're willing to diagnose it and you know exactly what's wrong with you, but you're not going to deal with it, you're not going to fix it, you're not going to change anything, that's a tough place to be. And I believe that God wants more for you. I believe that God wants you to have effective relationships. I believe that God wants you to be healed from the past hurts and harms that have happened to you. I believe that God wants you to walk in the fulfillment of life. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. He wants more for you. You know, um, so often that was, uh, that was something that at times I would do, I would frame certain things, you know, I'm like, well, I grew up poor or, you know, I grew up in the hood. You know, the reason why I didn't smile is because in Philadelphia, we didn't smile. If you smile, people saw you as a target. They saw you as weak. And so that was my reason for not smiling. And it was my right. I'm like, I don't have to smile because I don't want to have to deal with people. And this restricted me from certain relationships. It took a lot for me to come out of that. Now people see me and they're like, man, you're such an open, happy person. No, I wasn't always that way. 
I was very restricted because I was framing all my feelings and using them as a badge of honor, a badge that, that, that tells you this is why I can't become this. This is why I'll never be that. This is why I can't go there with you because of my past. But the antidote to all these things is being the person that not just fears or frames, but a person who learns to face how they feel. Oh, it is so hard to sit down and say, this is what I'm feeling. And a lot of times, if it's anger, we really don't want to say it. We really don't want to say, I'm angry. You know, I'm upset. You know, this person has made me so mad that I want to cuss. I want to punch a wall. I want to do something crazy. Or we don't want to let on that we're feeling so depressed that we've even had thoughts of suicide. We had thoughts that we would take our life. But by confronting these feelings, by actually facing them, we have to confront them. And when we confront our own feelings, then we don't have a problem confronting other people's feelings. We're not afraid of how other people feel because we're not afraid of how we feel. You know, we can look at what they have posted up on their wall as their reasons, and we can talk to them about their reasons, and you'll be the kind of person, because you've challenged your own reasons, you can challenge other people's reasons. And if they want to get healed, just like you want to get healed, then they'll challenge the status quo. They won't accept that I cannot go on because of what has happened to me in my past. I cannot do better because of the things that have happened to me in my past. Uh, the Lord has placed on my heart, and as soon as I can, I'm trying to put this thing together, but it's called Taking My Life Back Ministries. Taking My Life Back Ministries, and it's something that I've been writing it out and putting it together, but I really believe that there are some people who actually need to take their life back because their life is in the hands of people who have hurt them long ago. Their life is still being controlled by the people who have abused them. Their life is still being controlled by the people who have abandoned them or reject them. And it's time to take your life back. It's time to take control. And so you're going to have to confront what you feel and you're going to have to challenge those feelings. Are they valid? Are they still valid today? Can I still use them as a reason why today? Are they still my right to not do certain things? And uh, should I allow these feelings to restrict me for the rest of my life? Can, 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 I, can I stay here forever? I, I, I want to see people healed. I want to see people move forward and break out and become the person that God has envisioned. For The Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible says that in the secret place, God put us together with skill. The person that you are is the person that God wants you to be minus the effects of what people have done to you. Let me say that again. The person that you are is the person that God wants you to be minus the effects of what people have done to you. If we learn how to deal with what people have done to us and how we feel about it, then we will become the person that we're supposed to be. And then we'll be able to have real conversations with people. We'll be able to deal with emotions. So many problems arise from the fact that we cannot sit across from somebody and deal with how we feel about something and how they feel about something. We're either afraid of their emotions or afraid of our emotions. We're either using our emotions as a badge 
of, of honor that, oh yeah, you can't talk to me this way because of what's happened in my past, or they're using theirs against us. And we want to stop using our emotions against each other. And we want to deal with how we feel so that we can come to a place of compromise and healing. There are some conversations that have never been had because a person just says, I can't do it. They're so afraid. They're so afraid, maybe because this person has a position in their life. They're so afraid because they don't want to disrespect an elder. They're so afraid because they don't want to hurt another person's feelings. Uh, Maybe they're so afraid uh, because they don't want to be looked at as this angry, mean tyrant. But at the end of the day, learning to express ourselves is going to allow us to receive the wisdom and the understanding that we need. And sometimes it means taking a minute, dealing with how I feel at the moment, and then coming back to a situation and having a conversation. Man, if that would happen, we would see a whole lot more healing in families, in churches, in relationships. It doesn't mean that everything will go back to the way it was. Now, I I just have to put that out there. Sometimes forgiveness does not lead to reconciliation, but it can lead to restoration. And reconciliation means that the relationship is put back together. Restoration means that the people are put back together. Restoration means you can now start over no matter where you are. And if that means that now you and this other person come together and work on reconciliation, then that is your choice. But restoration can happen whether you reconcile or not, because reconciliation is about putting people back together, uh, putting a relationship back together. Restoration is about putting the person back together, bringing them back to a place of health so that they can go and reconcile if it's possible. Sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes somebody has passed away or sometimes the, the, the contact with that person is never going to happen. And, and, and so there, there are times where rest, reconciliation doesn't happen. And so Our goal is to be able to confront how we feel. Now, I know if you've been listening, you're saying, wow, this is a lot. Well, it is a lot. And at the end of the day, God wants us healed. He wants us healthy emotionally and spiritually. He wants us to be able to deal with how we feel about things. We have been told our whole life, don't cry. Don't show anger. Don't show emotion. Don't ever let them see you sweat. Well, if I don't deal with what I'm going through, it's going to be very difficult for me to not show that something's going on with me or for me to actually fix situations that need to be fixed. And so I'm praying that those of you that are listening, I pray that you would find healing and restoration in your life. Uh, Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for each and every person that is listening today. Um, I pray that they would begin to confront their past, that they they would begin to confront their feelings and their emotions, and that they would not estrange, estrange themselves or separate themselves from you, but they would draw closer to you. And that they would find people who are not afraid 
of how they feel, people that they can be real with, people that they can be honest with, people that they can be open with so that they can get the healing that they need. The Bible says in James chapter 5 and verse 16 that we are to confess our faults one to another and pray for one another that we may be healed. For the fervent and effectual prayer of a righteous man has much power. And I pray that healing would ring out through the body of Christ, healing would ring out in every church, healing would, bring, healing would break out in every family. I pray, pray that individuals would walk in healing so that they can be a conduit of healing to other people. God, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, man, you guys are awesome out there. Thank you for your support. Those that are supporting us financially and those that are supporting us by listening. Listening is support. I, 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 I don't want to stress that enough, but listening is support. We are almost to 1000 plays on this particular station. I never thought I would get that far, uh, but I pray that we hit it before the end of the month. I think we're at 900 and 68 plays. Uh, this is amazing. I, I, I would have never thought that we could have that many people listen or ha that many times people would listen. Um, it is awesome, awesome. We thank you for your support. We thank you for listening today. Please share this with other people. Help us reach that 1,000 plays uh, because we want to get this message of healing, of forgiveness, of restoration, of just loving your neighbor as yourself out to as many people as we can. Uh, we want to continue to just bless people all over. I just want to say thank you for listening. God bless you. I pray that you have an awesome, awesome week.